Welcome to Human Wreckage, the show that covers all murder cases solved and unsolved across the U.S. I'm Madison. Human Wreckage. In today's episode, we will be discussing the once cold case of Michelle Martinko. We will review the ins and outs of the events that occurred over the days of her going missing and the discovery of her body. We will also discuss how this haunted her family and community for a total of four decades. Be sure to listen closely for all of the details and hear about a sneak peek into my next episode. Michelle Martinko was an 18-year-old senior at Kennedy High School who planned to attend Iowa State University upon graduating. After attending a school choir banquet on December 19, 1979, Michelle was last seen alive at the Westdale Mall where she was shopping for a new winter coat. At 4 a.m. the following morning, December 20th, her body was found in her car in the mall parking lot with numerous stab wounds in her face and chest. The killing sparked outrage. Police offered rewards and hundreds of tips ended up pouring in, which followed countless leads. Although police identified more than 80 potential suspects, the case eventually went cold. There was finally a break in the case when new advances in DNA technology came along. In 2006, investigators were able to identify a male DNA profile for the suspect whom they believed had cut his hand and left behind blood on Michelle's clothing and in her car. According to court filings, after comparing the DNA evidence profile to genealogical research databases, it narrowed the investigation to a specific pool of suspects. One of the suspects on that list was Jerry Burns, who lived 45 minutes north of Cedar Rapids and at that time would have been 25 years old. In order for investigators to confirm their suspicion, they turned to one of the oldest tactics in the book that happens to lie at the core of Burns' appeal. One of the investigators saw Burns eating at a pizza ranch in 2018. After Burns left, he collected the straw that Burns had used in his drink. There was no warrant obtained for the restaurant search of Burns' DNA. Investigators argued in court hearings that he had no right to privacy on an item he left behind to be thrown away. This argument won and is still a common tactic used today. State analysts found DNA on the straw and it was consistent to the DNA in the blood found on Michelle's dress and in her car. When Burns was questioned by investigators, he could not offer a plausible explanation for why his DNA was found at the scene. He was arrested December 19, 2018. This is exactly 39 years after Michelle went missing. Burns denied any role in Michelle's death and in 2020 went to trial at the Scott County Courthouse on the charge of first-degree murder. The jury heard nearly two whole weeks of testimony. Jurors deliberated for less than three hours before returning with a guilty verdict for Burns. Although Michelle's parents had both died decades before Burns' arrest, her sister, Janelle Stonebreaker, was sitting in the front row with her family, awaiting the verdict to be read. The conviction was greeted with tears and relief from her family. Still trying to maintain his innocence, Burns was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Burns did try to appeal. Upon appeal, Burns' attorneys raised questions and raised several issues where they claimed investigators overstepped, mostly arguing that collecting Burns' DNA from the soda straw was a violation 
of not just his Fourth Amendment rights, but those of more than a hundred other potential suspects whose DNA was secretly tested. The appeal was denied in a statement saying, Although it is true that humans distribute DNA continually and unconsciously, the same is true of latent fingerprints. No one suggests that police would have needed a warrant to collect fingerprints from the cup that Burns left behind at the pizza ranch, or to use those fingerprints to determine whether Burns was in Martinko's car on the night of her murder. We think the same is true of that DNA that Burns left on the straw, and that ultimately connected him with Montico's dress. It must be truly amazing for Michelle's sister Janelle to finally get answers to who murdered her sister. It is truly unfortunate that it wasn't until 2018, almost four decades later, that a suspect was arrested and charged for her murder. I can't imagine how exhausting the entire process must have been for her family to hear almost four decades later that a suspect for Michelle's murder was arrested, and then it took two more years to see him stand trial. I'm glad he received a guilty verdict, and he is serving life in prison, with his appeal being denied. Her family deserves peace, and they finally received that. I hope that Michelle and her parents can rest at ease, and that her family can move on with the rest of their lives knowing that her sister is just at ease for her. It's at peace. Thanks for joining me on this cold case. Share with me your thoughts and feelings and be sure to join me for my next episode where I'll continue to dive into murder cases, solved and unsolved across the US. Thanks again, guys. Thanks for joining me on this cold case. Share with me your thoughts and feelings and be sure to join me for my next episode where I'll continue to dive into murder cases, solved and unsolved across the US, like Carla Walker. <laughs> <laughs>